All right, good evening to everybody. How are y'all tonight? Uh, this is Thursday night, and you know what it is. It is the Cross Connection Bible Study from Cross Church. We are here live, and we also have some folks in the studio audience tonight. This is something new that we're trying, and uh, they just want to come and hang out. And so um, glad to have them in here with us tonight. So if you hear some noises, that's what it is. It's not just Pastor Lori bumbling around in the background. Um, go, as usual, start off with some announcements. Uh, we have the couples date night coming up on the 13th, uh, which is uh, next Friday. And we're going to Boudreaux's over in Willowbrook. We're going to be there for 730. And then we're going to Boomers. You see how we got two B's. That's I think they call it alliteration. So two B's. We're going to Boudreaux's and then we're going to Boomers after that. So Boudreaux's, we're going to go over there to eat. And Boomers, we're going to go over there to uh serve up uh, an appropriate tutelage and putt-putt golf, right? Meaning that my squad, whoever's on my team, we will be beating people very badly because I am uh, just a fanatic about putt-putt golf. Ask my daughter, Desiree, about the putt-putt golf, right? So we're going to do that uh, next Friday and have a good time, but now I'm serious. It won't be that serious. We're going to have a good time. Um, so if you care to join us, uh, you can just see myself, any other associate pastors, and let them know you want to go. So it's not just for the married couples. If you're dating somebody, you can bring them along, and we're going to have a good time. Um, trying to think of something, anything else that's coming. I hope that you had a good Fourth of July. It rained a lot yesterday, so some didn't get a chance to do a lot of fireworks and different stuff like that. But I still had a good day. We worked and uh, and saw ran down the freeway and saw a lot of people, car accidents and different stuff like that. But uh, we worked and it was a good day. So I'm excited tonight. Uh, as I was telling you that we're going through the series of Don't Despise Small Beginnings on Sunday mornings and the social pastors have been doing that. And so I'm supporting them on Thursday nights with the same topic. And so I'm excited about what I'm going to talk about tonight, uh, which is, uh, and I, I think I called last week, the rod from my beginning or what the, the things that are necessary for the small beginning. And tonight I'm going to talk about, uh, I've entitled this, beginnings, right? Beginnings. And so I'll break it down even a little bit further. There's three, three things that are necessary in the beginnings of a vision. Three things that are necessary in the beginning of a vision. So number one thing is we don't want to despise small beginnings. Uh, uh, we have to understand that it is, in anything that we do for God, it's about our faith, it's about our obedience, and it's about our effort. And we never can forget those things. A lot of times in church, people want to forget that you know, it, it, your, your faith has to play a role, your obedience has to play a role, and your effort has to play a role. And you can get tons of things done with that. A lot of times we share our vision with somebody, they don't agree with our vision, they don't support our vision uh, verbally, or they don't contribute to it monetarily, and we think that, hey, because this person is not on board with our vision, that I can't accomplish this. But I, we serve a great God that he says he's no respect of persons. And God will honor your faith, he'll honor your obedience, and he'll honor your effort. Right. So it doesn't matter who who is not on board with you. If you just continue to go down the road, if it's a God vision, God will call somebody to get on board with you because you can't do it by yourself. He sent the disciples out in twos. So eventually he'll send somebody along to agree with you. And in those beginning stages, understand and say it with me. It's about my my faith, my obedience and my effort. It's about those three, those three things. And so three things that are necessary in the beginning, of course, to go along with those, but uh, three things that are necessary in the beginning, faith, fight, and funding, all right? 
You have to, you have to be willing to trust God. You have to be willing to fight. And then you have to have funding for whatever you're going to do. Uh, there's very few uh, God-sized things that you're going to do that are not going to require you to have funding. And in the church world, a lot of times people don't know, you know, where they sit or what side of the fence they sit on as it pertains to having the funding for the vision. Money's one of those things that can be very delicate to talk, talk about in church. And uh, because some people have taken it to ridiculous extremes as to where selfishness is, is concerned. And some people have, as the cliche says, they've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. But you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Money's is necessary to accomplish what God wants to do. And I said this before. If Jesus had a bag, we have to have a bag, right? So Jesus had a bag and he had a bag holder. He had an accountant. And Judas wasn't the best accountant in the world, but Judas was Jesus' accountant. And so you don't account for something, a bag with nothing in it. Obviously he had a bag with something in it. And there were people that supported Jesus of their, uh, the Bible says that there were women, Mary Magdalene was one, that supported Jesus of their substance. So in three, in beginning of anything, you're going to have to have faith. You're going to have to have the desire. You have to have the the, uh, will to fight and you're going to have to have funding for whatever your faith project is. And so tonight we're going to go back to talking about what we talked about last week. I talked about Moses and Moses small beginning. And we talked about Moses and his staff. We we talked about that quite a bit. We talked about the fact that uh, Moses came to the Lord and and I told you I was astonished at the whole burning bush concept that he had this, you know, this firewood that he could, you know, he could set on fire and it wouldn't be consumed. This bush wouldn't be consumed. And I talked about the fact that it would be great to have uh, some wood like that to barbecue with, that you get some wood and, you know, that wood just catch on fire and burn good for you like his fire was going. And you don't have to, uh, uh, and it won't be consumed. I don't ever have to buy barbecue wood ever again. You know, I, I, can, I need to find that bush. And so uh, we talked about Moses' adventure. He came there, and he was a, he was a bit concerned at first. And so he said to, to God, he said, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm concerned. I don't have nothing to go on this journey with. And the Lord told him, he said, what do you have in your hand? And he said, I have this staff. And then after he dropped the staff on the ground, that staff turned into a snake. And we, we, we pointed out the fact that oftentimes we have the very things that we need in our hands, Right. We have the very things we need in our hands, but we don't recognize the potential of what we already have. And this has been kind of the story of our ministry that we've had things in our hands and you have to make the most out of it. If, if Moses, Moses could have walked around the rest of his life with that stick and not known the, the godly potential that he had in that stick. You have been walking around and in places for many, many years and not recognize the potential you already have to do what God's called you to do. You know, I had a good friend of mine. Uh, his name was uh, Sean Riley. He was a pastor friend of mine. And one of the things that he used to always say is, he says, when are you going to stop becoming and just go ahead and be that? Right? Everybody's always becoming. I'm going to, at a certain point in my life, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Well, the only thing you have to do to, to, to go ahead and get that thing going is go ahead and be that. Right? So if you're going to be... Uh, 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 man, a, 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 a beautician or something like that. The only thing you need to do is get over to the, the beauty college and enroll in the classes, all right, and get you some cards and say, I'm a hair cutter in training. I do perms in training. I dye hair in training. You know what I mean? If you're going to be uh, a restauranteer, the only thing you need to do is, you know, start selling food, make a move, start doing the research, 
do what you can, amen? You know, go buy your hamburger from Jack in the Box, go to Walmart and get a piece of fancy cheese and stick it on your Walmart hamburger and upsell that thing for more than you bought it for. You in the hamburger business, amen? You got to start somewhere. Don't despise small, small beginnings. You got to get a start from somewhere. So we talked about all that with Moses and the, the processes that God took Moses through in his beginning. And so, again, tonight we're going to talk about three things that are necessary in the beginnings of a vision. And we're going to look at Moses again. So we said uh, three things that are necessary in the beginnings of a vision. The first one is faith. The second one is that you got to have some fight. And the third one is you got to have some funding. All right. So let's look over here in Exodus chapter three. All right. How many of y'all knew that that was over uh, Exodus chapter three, this whole account of Moses and the burning bush? We had some people in our studio audience that had to be taught that they, they're, 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 we're going to have to move their Bible student uh, paperwork. And let them know, hey, you gotta, you, you gotta at least know where Moses is, man. You gotta know where Moses is. No, I'm just kidding. Good students. I, I use Google. I don't, I didn't even. That's why I had to ask them. So I forget because you know, whatever. Uh, so here we are. Here we are looking at the burning bush incident here. And so uh, this is Exodus three verse eleven, and it says, "But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children out of Egypt?" And uh, verse 12, so he said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be the sign unto you that you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God in the mountain. Then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what's his name? What should I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Now, I've, 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 for 20 some years of serving God. Every time I read this, I'm like, was you really trying to be serious with this? Or was you getting at Moses when you said that I am who I am? I think you were just saying, I think, I think sometimes God was just saying to Moses, hey, man, it don't matter. What happened? What happened? Oh. All right, we're back. We're not back. All right, some technical difficulties, but we are finally back again. Okay, and so, uh, hold on one second. Uh, yeah, so Moses here is asking, God, I always wondered if, uh, if, he, if God was just trying to get at him or he was saying to him, really, I am that I am. Because he says to him, he says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I, I am sent me to you. So to me, it almost sounds like God's telling me, it don't matter what my name is. You know, you standing in front of this bush and you see it's on fire. You see the bush ain't burning up, right? You, you know, I'm doing these wonders in front of you. And you, you don't, it don't matter what you're telling my name is. My name could be Larry. My name could be Freddie. My name could be Andrew. My name could be Johnny. It don't matter what my name is, right? Long as you know that the person who made the bush burn and the, the snake uh, made you pick up the snake, has sent you to the place, it don't make a difference, right? And so, uh, but he tells me, he says, I am that I am. I am sent me to you. Tell him I am sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thou shalt say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers and the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is memorial to all the generation. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your, fa of your fathers, of God of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob have appeared to me saying, I have surely visited you 
and seen what is done uh, uh, to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and uh, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice. You shall come and the elders of, Israel, uh, elders of Israel and the king of Egypt and say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now, please let us go three days journey into the wilderness. My sacrifice uh, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. So what happens is he's, the Lord begins to give him words, right? So we need faith. Faith comes by hearing. So the Lord gives him words. He said, look, take these words with you. He says, trust that I'm sending you to get him out and take these words. Go tell the people this. And, and the, again, the scripture says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So God gives to Moses words, right? That rod represents authority. But he gave him words of authority to go forth in. That built his faith, and that caused him to go uh, into the direction. Let's look at something. Let's go over to Joshua chapter 1 and see he did the same thing for Joshua. He told Joshua, he said that we're going. Let's pick it up, Joshua chapter 1, uh, right here. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land in which I am giving to them, the, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness in Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, to the land of the Hittites, the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So he reminded, here's God reminding Joshua of the same thing we just read about Moses. He, God made uh, Moses promises. He made him promises to build his faith and his faith gave him the will to fight. That's why faith has to come first. Your faith will give you the will to fight. So he tells, he tells Joshua the same thing. Then he goes on. Uh, well, look at these strong statements he makes to Joshua. He tells him all the land. He said, every place of the sole of your foot shall tread he said, I've given that to you. He said, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness of Lebanon to the great river, the river Euphrates, to the land of the Hittites, the great sea toward the going down, uh, the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. You don't think that'll build you up? If God sent you to go do something, he said, listen, there's no way you're going to lose. Nobody's going to be able to defeat you. This is look, the same thing that we do when we read the scriptures, when we read and, and we derive faith from what we read. That's the same thing God was doing to them. He was giving them words to increase their faith, right? Because he understood that they were not going to fight without faith. There was going to be no faith without words, and they were not going to fight without faith. So he did the same thing to Moses and to Joshua. And here's the part that we're most familiar with. After he gives them all these words, and then he says, look at watch this. He says, be strong and of good courage. Be strong. How could God give him that commandment to be strong? Because he had already fed into him everything that he needed in order to, to, to be. He would already fed the words of faith to him. And, it, and it's almost like after he got done saying that, he said, now he says, and now be strong. Be of good courage. It wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to be strong. Be of good courage until he had already heard what God promised to do with him and for him. You're not going to be strong. Be of good courage. 
until you understand that God's going to be with you. And, and, and the only way you're going to understand God's going to be with you is for you uh, to have heard God's words. You're not going to be strong. You're not going to be of good courage. It's just not going to happen for you. Amen. Um, now, let's look at the next thing that we got. We have here. And we're running out of time. We had a couple of technical difficulties and run out of time. The next thing that you, you have to be willing to do is fight. So Moses, in Moses's case, Moses had to be willing to fight. Right. So Moses, what was Moses fight? He didn't go to war like Joshua and they have weapons and all this different kind of stuff. He had to be willing to go back and forth to the Pharaoh. He had to be willing to go back and forth. He had to be, go and have conversation with Pharaoh and say, look, man, this is what does say the Lord. This is what we need to happen. You got to you got to do this. Right. And then when he was when he did that, he had to be willing to go back when the Pharaoh said no. So he had to go back to the most powerful man in his life in their area. He had to be willing to go to the man. And tell the man what the Lord said. Now, listen, I am was not Pharaoh's God. I am was Moses's new God or his relationship with his new relationship he had with God. There wasn't Pharaoh's God. Pharaoh's God don't, you know, uh, 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 he was in agreement with his God, with his statues, really was his God was himself because his, his statues never talked. Right. So he's just going there and he, you know, make a couple of sacrifices. And at the end, when Pharaoh got through talking to his God, he walked out the room and did basically what he wanted to do because he had already had his mind made up that my God's going to tell me what I want to hear. Right. Our God that we serve, Jehovah, the great I am, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, they don't always tell you what you want to hear. Moses didn't want to hear to go over here and get these people like that because Moses was hesitating. And, uh, you know, it is said uh, that Moses stuttered. So if he stuttered, I bet he got real stuck when God started telling him to go over there and get these people from the Pharaoh. Uh, 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 um, so, 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 um, let me, let me. Let me just get this. Uh, you 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 saying go over here. Right. And, uh, you know, they got soldiers over there. You know, I left from over there from killing two dudes and they probably still got a warrant out for my arrest. Right. So. So, yeah, I bet he stuttered. I bet he was stuck until God pumped the faith into him. And then after that point, Moses was willing to fight. Moses would go back and forth. He tell Pharaoh whatever needed to be said, communicate to him what God said. And he got the people on out of there. Same thing with Joshua. He told Joshua, he says, listen, he said, all of these places I've given you, all of these places. Right. But but just but I've given to you, but you're going to have to fight. And he had to start with Jericho. Right. And he says, you know, you're going to go over here. You're going to walk around the, the wall, you know, these seven, seven days. And then the last day, you're going to I think you hit him up like seven times. And then the last time, uh, like Fred Hammond say, on the seventh time around, get, let's get ready to rumble. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. And they blew on the trumpets and the walls came down and they went in and took all the stuff. And then you had the episode with uh, with uh, my man. Uh, I think it's Aiken was his name or whatever his name. Uh, so you had this incident. I might even got the places messed up. Right. OK, so you have these, these incidents happen. But God gave them the fighting strategy. But the will to fight came from the, the earlier promise that God gave to them. They would have never been willing to fight if God would have never gave, made that promise to them. But because they were willing to fight, he made the promise to him but on both both ends I'm running a shorter time uh and i want to spend some more time on this i don't want to speed through it so i'm going to pick this up <clears throat> next week on the fight part and then we're going to go over into the funding but we just scratched the surface i do want to say this though 
that this these two things that happened with Moses and that happened with uh, Joshua were not isolated incidents with people that served God. David had to go through the same thing. David had to have faith in God. Right. David had to be willing to fight for God. And David had to have funding. And so we're going to look at a little bit into the life of David. I want you to understand something. God gives you a vision. You're going to have to be willing to fight. You're going to have to be willing to you have to you have to uh, get close to him and hear enough from him to have faith. You have to be willing to fight. And then you're going to have to have some support for what you're trying to do. And I want to pray for you for those things right now uh, before we go. Lord, I just thank you right now that, God, you, you you're not a respected person. And what you did for Moses, what you did for Joshua, what you did for David, what you did for the disciples, what you did for every person that ever say, uh, served you, what you did for Noah, what you did for everybody in Hebrews chapter 11, you're willing to do it for us. And so I pray for those that are watching right now, that God, that they would understand that every person can have faith. Right. It's not that one has faith and the other one don't, but that you said faith come by hearing hearing by the word of God. So every one of us has access to faith. There's not a one of us that does not have access to faith. We all have access to faith. And so, God, I pray that 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 we would try you out in this matter, that we would just begin to, you know, take those apps that we got on our phone. Listen to what you say and we take those apps on our phone and read what you have to say. And God, uh, if we don't have the faith now, that faith will shortly come as we connect with you and we read the promises that you made to us as we go. And so, Lord, I also pray, God, uh, th- that you give us favor in our fight and that you have people join with us in our fight. I pray for us that you give us people like Jonathan to fight right alongside of us, people that love us, that are dedicated, that are faithful to us, that are fighters, that have some, some wisdom on how to fight, and that, uh, that aren't afraid to fight. And Lord, I also pray for funding for our missions. Every business owner that's out there, every minister, every uh, pastor, every evangelist, everybody, no matter what they're doing for you. God, I pray that you supply the funding and that you that you help them to understand that it often sometimes the funding does not come from out of the sky. The funding comes as we begin to fight. So, God, we thank you that you're that you're faithful. That you never leave us, you never forsake us and you're with us always to the end of the age and to that one that's out there right now that's been stuck because they said man I have this thing to do for God in my heart but I'm afraid and I don't think that I can do it I pray God I pray God that you just deal with their heart right now and you let them know that whatever they have in their hand is enough to get started and as they obey you and as they go forward you will supply the grace that is necessary in the middle You will supply the grace that is necessary to finish. All we have to do is be willing to take what we have in our hands and get started. And you will give us what's necessary to go through the middle and to go through the ending. There is nothing that we can't do if we trust you. And I pray that you continually put it in our heart that it is about our faith. It's about our obedience and it's about our effort. And if we apply those things, you will cause people to join with us and we can accomplish anything with you. You said all things are possible to him that believes. And we trust you and we believe that right now, tonight, in Jesus' name. If you're here and you've been watching uh, and then you say, hey, this has been a blessing to you. What we're doing is, is being a blessing to you. We have a gigantic vision and we'll continue to unveil it layer by layer uh, to reach the world right here from Cleveland, Texas. Uh, right now, there's a uh, in our beginning stages, there's a small group of us, but we have some fighters in our midst. 
and we have a gigantic vision. And we believe that God has called us to Cleveland, Texas, to, to, uh, to base our uh, headquarter, our work out of here, and we're going to reach the world from Cleveland, Texas. I want to invite you, as I always do, we have Sunday morning service uh, right here, 510 River Street, Cleveland, Texas. Um, well, you got a standing invitation. You've been officially invited by me. We start at 10 o'clock and we go to 1130, 12 o'clock. And, uh, man, just a good family of us, some of the best people in the world. I mean what I say, are members of this church, uh, some of the people that love God tremendously with all their heart and really have a heart for people and for what we're doing. So, hey, come, you, and you can always uh, contact me. Send me an email, pastor at crosscc.tv, pastor at crosscc.tv if you got questions. And you can find me on the Facebook. I am not hiding from anybody. And uh, I would like to see you, know you, meet you, or whatever. But God bless you. And again, in closing, I want to leave you with this. It is about your faith. It's about your obedience. And it's about your effort. God bless you. And we will see you the next time. Bye.